You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. A few announcements this morning. (laughs) Uh, First of all, I want to uh, let you know parents. How many parents are in the room with you have kids in? There's two, three, four, five. (laughs) Really? That's it? Y'all got parents over here, new parents? You're going to be getting, if you didn't, did you get one of these today? Um, If you don't get one of these flyers, please make sure that you get one of these flyers before you leave. And um, reason being is is the next three months, we have all kinds of really fun packed things for your children. And I want to make sure that you're aware of it. Um, Like for instance, next Sunday, we're going to be creating this huge heart and it's going to require your participation once they take it home. And I will explain that more um, on Sunday. But basically, they're going to be making a heart, and every day you're going to be putting something on that heart to their to your child. Um, tell them how handsome they are. You're beautiful. You know you are precious. You're wanted. Amen. And um, you know you can put some candy on there. You can get just as creative as you know. We're going to make them look really cute. But we want you to do that for the whole month of February. Hang it on their door, hang it on their wall somewhere where they can see it. And, you know, it's really important, you know, that that young age that you instill with them, them, mom and dad, how, how you know, solidify in them that they're, they're important, that they're wanted, that they're valuable. And when it comes from mom and dad, and mom and dad, both of you can write on there just something to let them know that they are precious. And of course, you know, we are going to put on there how precious they are to God because they are so precious to the Lord. And I love the kids. And so I'm excited about that. That will be next Sunday. They'll be creating that. So make sure, um, you know, to have them come next Sunday. And uh, then they'll be working on it on the following Wednesday, too. And then on the February 13th, which again, this is all on your flyer, but on February 13th, we will be doing a uh, like a Valentine party. And so um, we'll be doing Valentine Exchange. How many of you adults remember doing Valentine's Exchange? That was so much fun. You know, but when I first started doing Valentine Exchange, you just got to bring Valentine's whoever you wanted to bring Valentine's to. And, you know, that wasn't always that fun because, you know, if you weren't the popular kid, you got three in your bag and, you know, but then they came up, some genius came up with, you got to get a Valentine for everybody on the list. And so, but anyway, I've recovered. I have gone to therapy. I'm doing better now. (laughs) Y'all can get me a Valentine. That's okay. I'll take it. Um, but please, if you would, if you can, please uh, get your kids a box of Valentines. And there's about, depending on which class your kids in, if they're you know uh, preschool or elementary, I can let you know um, how many to prepare. I'll be making cupcakes for the class. And again, we're just going to be focusing on our one true love, which is who? Amen. He is our he is our true Valentine. And then March 6th, something really exciting is coming. We're going to be doing um, a what's called a Bible Buddy Adoption. And the children will actually be able to adopt a pet. It is not a live pet. <laughs> Let the parents say amen. amen. I didn't get any hermit crabs, although that's not a bad idea. Hmm. That's a good idea. Um, I, and so we're going to be doing Bible Buddy Adoptions. They get a little crate. They get a stuffed animal that they get to pick out. I picked out such cute ones, sloths and... 
oh, I don't know what else is in there. They're so cute. They're really super cute. But they're going to be reading a Bible story to them every night is going to be their assignment. If they can't read, then that's your job to read to them. And so they'll be getting a Bible, a Bible story book, and a, a pet they get to pick out. So that will be in March. It's going to be super fun. So um, you'll that'll be coming. And then we do have an April uh, say Good Friday, everybody. Good Friday, yeah, is our journey to the cross. We didn't get to do Journey to Bethlehem, but this year we are doing, I mean, this time we're going to do Journey to the Cross, which is following the footsteps of Jesus all the way to the cross and, of course, to an empty tomb, amen? And it's a whole family event and, of course, Easter. So there's all kinds of fun things, so make sure, parents, you get that and um, so that your children can participate, amen, in um, the things that we have if you serve in HBC Kids, um, please be sure to see me after church. I have for you uh, some of the things, some of these events in detail that we're going to be doing. And, um, and, and, I, and I know that most of you in HBC Kids, you volunteer once a month. But some of these events, I'm, like the hearts next week, I'm going to need extra help in, in the craft. If you like to do crafts, I will need your help. Um, at the Valentine party, you know, if you want to help there, of course, um, the um, the journey to the cross. And then also, if you serve in HBC Kids or you would like to serve in HBC Kids, I'm going to be having a training. Um, it's called the... Um, the HBC Kids Volunteer Empowerment Luncheon. Doesn't that just sound like empowerment luncheon? <laughs> um, it's going to be February 26th. If you're interested, you know, all you young high school kids and stuff, I would love for you to come out, you know, and um, learn. You know, you can see what we do. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's, you know me, I like to have fun. And if, I don't care if you're an adult. We're still going to have fun. We're going to have a really nice catered lunch and so a lot of exciting things. So if you serve in HBC Kids, again, please see me after church so that I can uh, give you one of those. Um, 55 plus, ladies, um, we had to cancel our, my Christmas one because it just got crazy at my house. But we decided, me and Miss Cecilia, that we are going to do the 55 plus Valentine's party at my house. So, um, you know, it will be on Valentine's Day, actually. So uh, you will be catching a bus here. You can if you need a ride at 1045. That's February 14th. I believe that's a Monday. And then we, you guys will be coming up to my house where we will be having a lot of fun. So, um, you know, uh, and we're doing Valentine Exchange. Hello. I mean, you know I had to throw that in there. So, but we can give you more information about that. Uh, Miss Cecilia will be in the back if you have questions. We will start to register you next Sunday because I definitely need a head count. Um, my house can only hold so many people. And so, <laughs> but hey, we'll, we'll make it work. Um, and so that's February 14th. And I believe that's it. Um, February 19th, of course, ladies, is our regular scheduled women's breakfast. So um, yeah, so okay. All right, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful Sunday. <laughs> and I get one announcement, which is, hey guys, this coming Saturday is our men's breakfast, okay? So you need to sign up though, because we're having steak and eggs, and so if you don't, you didn't sign up, you come, we're giving you all the junior high, I get to dismiss you, I didn't get done with my announcement yet. So all good, you guys can take off. Hallelujah, go ahead. It's good stuff, praise God. Aren't you glad for the event? Thank God for our children, Amen. And thank God that we want to take care of them. Amen. We want to, you know, because they're actually the generation 
I mean, we're believing God. They need to have a lot of faith to, to live in this generation right now. So we are trusting God for good things. And we thank God for Pastor Pamela being in charge and helping and all of you that help. And we're doing that. Amen. It's a blessing. She does dual duties here and a lot of things. And, uh, but uh, we praise God for that. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, if you brought your Bibles, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to talk about how do you keep what you got? How, how do you keep the fire burning? Amen? So how, how, do you, how do you keep after when you have things, when you go? You know, that was the one thing in my life that when I would go to uh, big meetings and back in the late 70s and the early 80s, man, meetings were big. 20,000 people at a meeting, 15,000. God was doing miracles, signs and wonders and so many things that were going on and and you go there, you hear the word, you go to a camp meeting. So camp meetings at those times, you, you went morning, noon, and night. You know, you had a morning service, you had an afternoon service, and then you had a night service. And each service went for three hours. See, that just killed most of the people today. Couldn't handle it. Everybody die, you know. But uh, that's what they did. They just thought that was the thing to do. And so by the time you got through Friday, you know, you went, you know, basically Monday through Friday, by the time you got, got through there, and, and most of them went into Saturday, man, your flesh was gone. You just died, you know, and then you start receiving things, and you'd get things, but then you'd have to come home. You'd have to go. You know, people would fly from everywhere to get to these places, come with an expectancy. God would pour out, but then we'd have to come home, and it was always the morning after that you felt like, ah, now what do I do? You know, man, I heard all this. Do you remember what he, I'm trying to remember what this person said? I'm trying to remember what that person said. You know, what did he say over me? What did he speak? What did he do? Amen. You know, what happened? You know, just what happened? What do we, you know? And, uh, uh, you know, the thing is, is doing that year after year after year, and you can get into a rut or you can get into thinking, well, it's just God only does things at special times. See, see, that was, that was a great experience, but you can't have those experiences all the time. Uh, come on. Come on. Listen, from 1978 until 2003, I only missed, I think, two or three camp meetings or winter Bible seminars out of that whole period, okay? And so I was there at every single one and then plus the other things that were going on. And... Uh, you know, but we'd always be like, oh, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. And I said, Lord, I'm tired. I can't wait for something. I said, you know what? If it don't rain in my city, I ain't going to have no fun. So it's got to rain here. I don't have to go there to get blessed. I don't have to do this to get this. I, I, need, to, I need to talk to you. We need to figure this out. He said, well, I'm the same everywhere. I said, I, f- I know that. <laughs> I do know that you are the same everywhere. Hallelujah. And uh, he said, the biggest thing about it, when I say something, is it not worth remembering? Is it not worth writing it down? Is it not worth taking hold of it? Now, here in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, uh, Paul charged Timothy. Paul gave him a command. He charged him in this. He said, this charge I commit unto you, my son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them might war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwrecked. And I'll never forget when God gave this to me, it was, there were some supernatural things that had happened, I mean, 
they got just some things that were spoken over my life, you know, uh, uh, that was come forth. And I, you know, really my spiritual father, which was being, you know, Kenneth Hagin Sr. and everything. And so, you know, and I just knew him. I said, man, I want to hang on to this. How do I keep what, what you've given to me? How do I just grab a hold of this without it destroying my life? Because I'd taken things before and tried to run out and do it. God said, I'm going to go do it. And got smashed and fell flat on my face. And just because it wasn't timing, it wasn't the right. God said it because 10 or 15 years later, it all came to pass. And he said, you know, if you just, it probably would have came to pass early if you hadn't messed it all up. Took me this long to get it all undone so I could bring it to pass. Amen. See, when you grab a hold of the word, and I'm going to give you some things this morning. I'm going to give you some truths that will help you, that help me keep the fire burning. Keep the faith and not get shipwrecked in my faith. And not allow what God says, man, that was so true, that was so good. But then now, why isn't it all happening so quick there? Why isn't it happening now? Amen? Amen. You know, the Bible says in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth sets you free. The things of God, how did the Bible says that God blessing, the blessing of the Lord makes you rich and adds no sorrow to it. Now that's not just money. It's any blessing that God's given somebody. Blessing simply means somebody was spoken well. There was words given. There was things that, you know, you had your mail read and, and God wanted to get your attention because he wanted to change you and he wanted to mold you and he wanted to make you. Amen. He wanted to move you into a new position. He wanted to move you into some things. Amen. So that's what he wants to do. He wants to take us to a higher level. He wants to take us up higher so that he can bring more people in, so that we can teach more, share more, we can grow more, we can allow God to be God in our lives. That's what God wants to do. But what happens is, is that there's this great stirring in my heart, hallelujah, and I want to make it come to pass right now. But uh, what I need to do is just step back and just pray and see God say, God, okay, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ponder these things. I'm going to meditate on these things. I'm going to take hold of them, and then I'm going to walk them out. See, we've got this great change in our heart, but how do we walk out the change? Because let me just share, those of you that got filled with the Holy Spirit when you were here, or those of you that came and you think, well, I didn't get it, or I don't think you got it, but you did because you get filled before you speak. You can't speak before you get filled. So even if you didn't speak in tongues, doesn't mean you weren't filled. So you have to understand some things here. Because see, I had this great experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, got filled with the Holy Ghost on the, on the creek, on the creek, but the Cherokee Nation uh, uh, Reservation in Grove, Oklahoma. The big thing. So I was sitting on a milk can. Those of you that don't know what a milk can is, it's a big giant thing about that big. But you know, back in the day, that's how they delivered milk. Sitting there, and I got filled with the Holy Spirit, and then I had to fly back home. And be with all, everybody here who wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit, who wasn't really on fire for God, and uh, because of some things. And so I get back here, and uh, so when I remember getting off the plane, coming, getting everything, and then I remember waking up the next morning going, was that really real? What's going on? What, what happened? Was that just me? Was it really God, or was it just me? And because I talked myself out of it, I didn't pray in tongues for a year. I didn't even do anything with it wasn't until I got accepted to go to Bible college and they said, you got to be spirit-filled to get in here. And I thought, I don't even know what that means. I don't even know if I am because I don't know what it is, but I don't know. I got this great experience because when I had that great experience, that's when I filled out my application when I was in the, in the glory in, in Oklahoma. I filled out my application to go to Bible college. 
Because that's what you did when you got all excited for God. <laughs> but when I was back home working in heating and air conditioning and sheet metal and working for that solid year, hanging around all the nice heathens I was hanging around and, you know, and, and, and you know, not going, you know, uh, and going to a church that wasn't spirit-filled and hanging around everybody else who wasn't spirit-filled, you know, I mean, the fire had gone out. But then all of a sudden I got this acceptance letter and said, hey, you got accepted. I thought I was rejected because I didn't hear. So then I had a decision. I thought, well, I, I got accepted. Let's just do it. You know, much to the, my parents said no, they didn't want me. I said, so I loaded up my car and just drove by myself and came all the way back to Oklahoma to go to school, not knowing anybody or anything. But I remember right before school was going to start, because I, I got there in uh, June, and then, so I had July camp meeting. And I'm, I, camp meeting in 1978 was probably the most supernatural spiritual thing that I've ever been to in my entire life, even up till now. I've never been in a meeting as powerful, as crazy. But then again, it was probably just my, my me. And I walked into school and I was there before it started. And I remember going in and signing things up. I was looking and said, hey, because they had a board to say, get somebody to get a roommate to try to rent a, an apartment with. Because I knew I couldn't afford one by myself. And so I'm in there doing and All of a sudden, one guy comes up and says, hey, are you here just to go to camp meeting? I said, what's camp meeting? Wow, you know, this is Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Camp meeting is huge. You know, that year, 22,000 people came to camp meeting. Okay, and uh, so I'm like, wow, this is pretty impressive. He goes, what do you mean you don't know? I said, I don't know. Okay, I'm here. I'm going to go to Bible college. I'm going to go to here and everything. Like, really? I'm going to make you an usher. I said, glory be to God. These people are dangerous. (laughs) You don't even know. I'm going to got hair down to my shoulders, you know. I'm from California. Okay, I look like a good little hippie, all right, and uh, you know, I'm a California boy through and through, and so anyways, I said, sure, let's do this, you know, so he makes me an usher, wow, what a lifetime of experience that was to be there, to hear, and to do, and to see, and uh, you know, funny thing about that is, is that being an usher there, like I said, I got to say, I could tell you all kinds of stories, all kinds of miracles that took place during that week. That was the week that I got to help Norval Hayes cast out the devil. Got, that was the week that I got to see people, you know, walk out of wheelchairs. That was the week I got to see people who stood up and had big tumors on their bodies and gore, all disappear instantaneously. That was the week that the Holy Spirit moved in like a mighty rushing wind on a Tuesday night and baptized 10,000 people all at the same time and missed me. And, uh, you know, and so it was, uh, <laughs> hey, it was, it was a week. And you're saying, and you didn't even speak in tongues. You got to cast out devil. I said, you better believe it. I was ready to whoop the world. But when I share that stories with you, it's like this. is because when you see great experiences like that, and, you, and you're in that atmosphere, and you're seeing before your eyes miracles, literal miracles that you cannot deny, and you're seeing. And believe it or not, there was like 2,500 or 3,000 people that rushed to the altar to get saved. And uh, it was amazing. It was, it, was, it was amazing. It was just incredible what God did you know, to what you could see and, 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 and see. But when, when you're there, but then it was like, okay, the day after, in the morning, and, and I remember getting ready to, you know, a month later, two months later, starting school in September. And I said, Lord, I'm going to go to Bible college and I, I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I need to know about this tongues business. 
I said, I grew up, th- you know, they, and my church told me tongues is of the devil. My church told me that all this stuff I've been involved in in the last, you know, month and a half, and all these people I'm around, they're all crazy. They're all walking around like, you know, Jesus, 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 and they're, you know, everything, and we're having Bible studies, and everybody's playing their guitars, and everybody's, you know, slapping people, wanting them to fall, and, and, they, and, they, and they're casting out devils, and they're giving prophecies. Everybody's got a personal prophecy, and everybody's talking to everybody else, and I'm like, Lord, this is all just crazy. What's wrong with these people? And so me and God had a come to Jesus meeting one night before school. And I began to pray. And he took my Bible out and I just went through my whole Bible all night long. Just praying and taking out the things of the Holy Spirit, thinking where the Bible talks about this, went through all of the book of Acts, just read the whole book many times, went through the whole book of Acts, and at 7.30 in the morning, man, I got gloriously filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, and then, then went to work, went to work on my own because I figured it out what God said. And then I realized that what all these miracle signs and wonders had to be taken forth by faith and what God wanted to do in our lives, Amen. And there's some things that he wanted to do. Now, here's what happens when you get that fire burning on the inside. The one thing I didn't do the year before, the fire was there. I did get filled with the Holy Spirit a year before. Problem was, I didn't even know what to do with it. Amen. So let me give you these things real quickly here. I'm going to give you five things that, that really set me free, that really helped me, that changed me and helped me. Stay on fire from that day till now. That's why, you know, you know, we got a friend that always calls me. He calls me two different things. He calls me an octane because he says, you're always up. You, I just never now, you know. And then there's another name, but you can't hear that one. But anyways, so, you know, we do. But I'm always, it's a, well, why are you? Because I found out how to maintain the glow or how to maintain the joy, how to stir myself up and how to get truth and make a truth my own. So you get a word from God, but just because you get a word from God doesn't mean that it's going to come to pass, you know, just immediately. It will come to pass if you believe it and take hold of it, okay? You got to believe it. I mean, if I had half of the words of God, no, I take that back. If I had 10% of the words of God that people spoke over me, I would be so blessed financially and, I mean, you know, I'd be like the Apostle Paul. Lord God, just casting out, doing all kinds of crazy things. You know, he said, well, were they real or not? You know, many times you've got to know in your heart, the very first thing, and when something's said or spoken, you've got to know, did it witness to me? If it didn't witness to you, then you just kind of go, eh, no big deal. Amen? But number one, here's the number one, get ready. Number one, you've got to believe. You've got to believe that the stirring in your heart is the seed. It's not the plant. It's not the fruit. It's the seed. What does that mean? That seed's going to grow. It's a seed. I got a seed. Praise God. I got a seed and that seed's going to grow. It's like a mustard. I got a seed. And that is the beginning of change. And you believe it so strongly that you begin to act on it. That you begin to believe. You begin to say it. You begin to do it. You know, I've had this great message about how you make something your own. You know, you got to get it into your prayer life. You got to get it into your thought life. Amen. You got to get it into your confession life. You got to get it into your praise life. You got to get it on the inside. Once you get it on the inside of you, it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. You're so happy because you've received it on the inside. And then it becomes a way of life. Amen. But you got to believe. You got to believe that that which is spoken, that way. And the reason God did things and spoke to you is because he wants to get things to you. Because there's a truth there that he wants you to have. Amen. 
And if you can't get excited about the truth, then we're in trouble. If you don't get excited about the scriptures, that was the thing about it. God said, I, okay, a man spoke truth over here. He said something. He said, this is what's going to And you go, oh, so excited. He said, but I spoke it in here first. And if it bear witness to you, you're going to have scriptures that are going to back it up. He said, you're believing his word more than my word. And that changed my whole concept. I believe this word more than any of your words. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I'm like Elijah. All I need is a little bit. He, like, he prayed and he sent his servant service and there ain't nothing happened. He said, go back. He said, there ain't nothing happened. Go back. There ain't nothing happened. Go back. Sent him back seven times. And on the seventh time he came back and said, well, what did you see? He said, well, I see this little bitty cloud. I mean, I see a little bitty cloud. It's about the size of a man's hand. Little bitty thing. What did Elijah do? He jumps up and says, hey, you better run down and tell the king it's about to rain. Why? Because he has had one small. See, you've got to believe that the word of God is the seed that begins and then he gets it and you get it so big inside of you that it's got to come to pass. And it's the beginning of it. It's not that. So don't try to run off with it. But just say, I, I got this. Praise God. I take hold of it. And you need to begin to see and meditate. You also got to, number two is you got to believe that the power or the anointing of the word of God is in you. That power or that anointing that's on the inside of you is at work in you. And it's going to work in you before it works around you. Amen? Amen. See, (laughs) here's the thing, too. Over here, 1 Timothy, look at what it says. You got to hold faith with a good conscience. How many of you know that your mind can mess you all up? Because I'm telling you right now, many of you that you came forward and confessed your healings or God healed you, touched you, that you had symptoms come all the way back on you. That you had issues come back. You had things happen. And you're going, well, I thought I was healed. You were and you are. Amen. You just got to know how to stand. I never forget, Brother Hagin shared this with us. He said, you know, all of my best meetings was following Oral Roberts around. He said, all my best meetings was following Oral Roberts. I'd come in six weeks after he'd been there in the tent. He'd have all kinds of miracles. And by the time six weeks, everybody that got their miracles had lost them. (laughs) He said, I'd come in, teach on faith for three weeks, nine weeks, whatever. And I'd get them all back healed. Get them all to see how they lost it. So I said, well, I thought if God did it, it just must must be done. Well, the Bible says that we got to hold fast to all things. Amen. See, if I can get you, I'm a pastor, so I got to live with it. So I got to teach you how to to get it on your own, how to grab one. Thank God for gifts of healing. Thank God for miracles because God does those things and we love it. Amen. But the majority of us, we're going to have to walk by faith. We're going to have to receive it. We're going to have to take hold of the word of God. So you got to believe that the power or the anointing of God is at work in you and that it is by that anointing that you will move and that you'll stand. But it's by the unction that says, this, I need to do this or I need to do that because God's going to direct your steps. Amen? I mean, there, there are things that we take hold of by the spirit of God, but we've got to believe that the power is working. Amen? We've got to believe that. Amen? You remember in in John chapter 4, I think, or John, yeah, because after John chapter 2 there, when it's the wedding of Canaan was the first miracle, turning the water into wine. John chapter 4 was the nobleman's son. And, uh, you know, when the the nobleman came to Jesus, he said, you know, and he said, you know, your son. And then when he talked to his servants, he said, when did he begin to amend? And they said, about this hour yesterday. And then he remembered 
that it was this, when Jesus spoke the word, that's when he began to amend. Amen. Hallelujah. He began to amend when Jesus spoke the word. And then the Bible says that's the second miracle that Jesus did in his ministry. See, one of the things about it is, is that when you know that it's working in you, you don't care what's working around you. Because you got it on the inside and you're cultivating that truth. See, when I would hear things, I would hear truth, I would go back. See, that's why, you know, I purchased every camp meeting and every Winnebago. I have those in cassette tape forms. They're in, they're in sliding cabinets. Probably destroyed by now. Probably don't even, you went out and got them where they're stored. They've, they've been heating cold for so long, for the last 40, 30 years. They're probably not any good. But I have all of those. And I've listened to all of them more than just being in that one meeting. And you have to understand, that's 22 different services that are three hours long. Well, I ain't got time to do that. I know you don't. If you don't hungry for what you want. But if you're hungry for it, you'd be surprised at what you can do. You'd be surprised. If I want to hear something, I want to hear this. This is what I want to hear. This is why? Because there was something sown. I need to get that. I need to get what was being said. I'm going to take hold of it. I'm going to grab, I'm going to participate in that because I need it. Amen. Remember I talked about how do, how do you maintain, how do I give it, how do I defeat the devil and not get my mind just like, oh, you know, wanting to wait for the next big meeting. Amen. Thank God we're going to have meeting. We're going to have things God's going to do. But see, I, I love Sunday mornings. I love Wednesday. I love Harvest Bible Church. And I, I'm going to have fun no matter what. And the word of God is going to be the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, here's the third thing that's really, really vitally important. Okay. This is where people mess up. Because what they do is, if you're thinking going from meeting to meeting, then you'll never change. Third thing is, is how many of you expect to be different because of the touch of God? I expect to be different. I expect to be changed. That's why when I'd go to the meeting, I'd go with a hunger, and I'd come out of the meeting and go, man, that's awesome. People go, man, I wish he'd teach you on something else. I wish he'd do this, wish he'd do this, or wish he'd do that. And I'd be like, man, didn't you get, look at what he, you know, and I'd get things nobody else got. And I thought, why am I doing this? It's because I went in hungry. I went in with an expectation. Amen. I went in with an expectation to receive, and even though he said the same story, even though I could finish his story, because I've been in meetings where he's preaching, he turn around and hand me the microphone and say, I want you to finish his sermon. That'll set you free if there's 3,000, 4,000 people there. Amen. And I'm like, uh, I remember he did that to me up at, you know, I'm so glad that I couldn't talk. I said, not, not me. It's got to be somebody else. I said, Lord, thank you for being merciful. <laughs> I wasn't paying too much attention this time. <laughs> God knew how to get me. He knew how to say, hey, you better listen up. See, you guys all think I'm so spiritual, but I, I learned all these things from which I suffered because I've been in this stuff, and, and, and you had to be ready. I mean, that got me ready. I mean, if, I was, if you were coming here this morning, and all of a sudden I'm preaching, I'll say, okay, I need you to finish this. That sets you free, huh? Come down there and say, you ready for this? I might have to do that to Aaron one of these times. Just set him free. That's what I get him, man. <laughs> I love him. He's awesome. But anyways, hallelujah. He got me good this morning, so I had to believe God for him. 
He, he, he was testing my love walk. It was good stuff. Why is it you got to expect to be? Listen, Bible hope is expecting with pleasure. And, and, and what you got to understand this is that what do I mean by expect to be different? Biggest thing is when you receive from God and you get, the, you get a message from God or a touch from God, what happens is the very first thing is, is that things that used to bother you don't bother you. It's not that you do these other things. It's all of a sudden there's, there's this peace. There's this you don't have to allow somebody to steal your joy. Because I remember getting all excited and then hanging around with folks and it didn't take them long to put the light out. You know, it didn't take long to get like, ah, you know. And I tell you, I made a choice. I made a decision. I made a decision. And like I said, that's when I started. I said, Lord, I don't want to have to go. I don't want to have to do this. See, because in the first years of ministry, I was like, you know, I need help. So I went back to, I went back and did, you know, went back to, actually drove from Pennsylvania all the way to, to Oklahoma five times a year because I was a regional director for the, for the eight states up in the New England area. And so we'd go back for that. At that time, they had a winter seminar or a fall seminar. Then they had a winter seminar. Then they had continuing education. Then they had camp meeting. And then I had a, a regional director's meeting that I had to go back to. So I was going all the time. So it was, it was easy to stay up. And I was poor, so I had to drive. So I loaded up, my, my kids went with us. We just loaded up and then threw them in the truck and we laughed. We'd drive, you know, and we'd spend, we'd stay with people on the way because we couldn't afford a hotel. So we were just, you know, we just, you know, hey, how, you know, and get the places and stuff, but we'd get there. And it's so funny, on the way there, I'd see other people trying to get there, broke down on the side of the road. I met some of the most amazing Christians on broke down on the side of the road. I know you can't do that now. It's crazy. You don't stop for nothing because everybody's crazy. But back in those days, you know, you help people and you realize, hey, I think I know that guy. I think I've seen that guy before. Let's go back and help that family. So we did and do this and help and do, you know, but God, so, and, but after doing that for several years, I thought, Lord, I want fire, not just get it. I need to get it here. I need to, we need, I need to, I'm not going to be sad. There's a scriptures in the Bible that says that people went from one city to another city because it rained in one city. It didn't rain in another, but they weren't satisfied because it didn't rain in their city. See, it's got to rain in my city. It's got to rain right here. That's why we're bringing things in. That's why we're doing what we're doing. It's got to rain here because I'm here. Hallelujah. Because you're here. The reign of the Spirit of God is going to do that. I tell you, and the meetings we just had were very, very powerful. They were super, super now. They were, the anointing of God was so good. But you've got to expect to be different, you know, because you've got to believe how did, that God's going to make it and that God's going to make a difference on the inside of you and that you begin to act differently, walk differently, do things. Amen? Number four is you've got to set your mind on the things of God. She just was, I thought she was going to preach my sermon up here. She was like, you got to set your affection on the things of God. You got to keep looking. You do have to do that. You got to quit looking around you. How to quit looking all, all, all around you around here. You got to set your affection on things of God. means you got to set your mind on spiritual things. Amen? Amen. You do. You got to say, you know what? What's important? What is important? What is important? Because it's as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And you got to look unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of your faith. Now, I'm not saying you got to be as crazy as me and as hyped up as me. That's not, you don't have my personality or my uh, whatever it is. I just is what it is. You know, 
she, we had this conversation. She's like, how can I help? What relaxes you? What relaxes me is to finish things. What relaxes me is to do everything I need to do and get it done. Then I can start five new projects, but that relaxes me. See, relaxing her is just relaxing. She likes to relax. Me? To relax is let's get this done. Let's do this, do this, and get it done. And I can relax, and I can think about doing five more things. Amen. And then she's helped me immensely because she has this wonderful statement for me to stay in the moment. Are you here or are you gone? Am I got to stay in the moment? Because I have a tendency to uh, always look for what is the next thing. What I got to do next, what I'm doing, what I need to do, what I need to do, this, you know, and she'll say, you're here, but you're gone. And then I have to repent. Say, yes, you're right. Where'd you go? Well, I'm thinking this, and then I, when I tell her the 50 things I'm thinking, she gets tired, and <laughs> she gets mad. So, so anyways, we're working on that. It's really good. She's helping me immensely, okay? I really, truly, it is. I thank God for her every day because you, when we set your mind on things above and when you're, you get into, in, into where you're at, you know that God has his hand upon you and God's the one that's going to bring it to pass. If God said it, it'll be God. God, you do it. I'm going to walk it out. You lead, you guide, you direct my steps. See, because see, renewing your mind is not an experience. It's a lifestyle. God doing something is not, yes, we get to experience God, but let me just tell you that, man, you can experience God every single day of your life. You can let God talk to you every single day by reading your Bible. You can get, get into the presence of God. You can tell, oh, this is who it is. Praise God. And here's the thing. Where you set your mind is where you're going in life. We've got to grab a hold of this. And listen, what God said and did, I mean, I know, I heard I saw when, when there was prophecy spoken over a lot of you, and he nailed you. Your number came up. I mean, he read you. I mean, I know. And it's like, man, you, you need to receive that. Hallelujah. You know, but the key is, is that receive it. It's okay, Lord, you spoke to me supernaturally. Now exactly how do I walk out? Walk this, how do I walk out the change? How do I walk this out? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do I do this? And the biggest key is don't think you have to do it on your own. I got four pages of notes, and we just made one. What's going on here, guys? You guys got to start listening a little faster. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I'm going I'm to hurry this up. Listen, don't look at yourself outside of Christ. Listen, don't try to think you have to bring something to pass. If God speaks a word, Paul told Timothy, listen, be reminded of what was spoken of. Stir up the gift of God that was in you by the laying on of my hands. Remind yourself of what was being said, but hallelujah, so that you can war. When the devil tells you you're not going to make it, when the devil tries to bring fear to you, say, no, God, God spoke in me through his word and God turned around and he loved me so much. He had somebody else confirm it and share. And I'm believing I'm going to walk into it. And I'm going to allow God to be God. Amen. Let me give you the fifth thing real quick here. The fifth one is, is that you got to speak it out of your mouth and believe that what was said is true. You got to speak and act like your new thoughts and all the things or your new call or what you believe in your heart that God spoke over your life. It shall come to pass. And that's the hardest thing about it. See, that's where it comes into where I say you got to get it in your prayer life. You got to get it in your thought life. You got to get it in your confession or your speaking life and you got to get it in your praise life and then it'll become a way of life because it'll be something that you birthed on the inside of you and it's something that God does. Taking scriptures and looking at it and meditating and seeing it and then bringing life to you and it's like, yes, 
This is mine. Nobody can take it away. I have it. It's mine. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I got this. Because the Bible tells us that. The Bible tells us that we've got to take hold of this. And if we believe it. Believe is such a big part. Believing in faith. Because you don't want to have your faith shipwrecked. Holding faith with a good conscience. Which some having put away concerning faith. Have made shipwrecked. Because they said. Well that must not have been God. That must not have been God. It didn't come to pass. I ain't seen anything of that. See, if I'd have had that attitude, I'd never be in ministry. I'd never do anything because if you've got to walk by faith, you've got to take it and say, wait a minute, no, no, God spoke. I'm going uh, pro- to war good warfare. Lord, this is what you said in your word. I found out the scriptures say, yeah, this was spoken. I believe it. you said over there when uh, uh, Je- Jehoshaphat had those big armies around him and there, he set himself to pray. He set himself for the whole cities to pray. They all prayed. And then the prophet, prophet gets up and he begins to declare that the battle's not yours, but the Lord's. The battle's not yours, but the Lord's. Go out. And so Jehoshaphat gets up and he says, hey, believe the prophets, so shall you prosper. Believe the Lord, so shall you be established. See, you got to be established to believe in the Lord and you believe the prophets and the that they're going to prosper you. That's going to bless you. That's going to cause you to increase. But you got to stay established in God. Hallelujah. And then they went out and said, you know, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. For the Lord is good. And then God sent ambushes and it took them four whole days to gather up all the spoils. What a supernatural story. What a supernatural thing. But what God was saying is, listen, thank God for the word of God. Thank God for prophecy. Don't despise it, the Bible says. Don't discount it. Honor it. Because by it, you're going to war good warfare. You're going to take hold of it, and you're going to be able to apply it. You're going to be able to walk it out and say, no, I'm going to believe God. Believe God what God said. God said. But we're going to allow God to, because the battle is not yours. And here's the thing. For you to bring it to pass, it's you and God working together, but it's you just believing it. You taking hold of these things that I just said, you believe in that. Guess what? The seed is sown. It has begun. And if the enemy is attacked and you seem like you lost your healing or it seems like you're not, hey, all you have to do is say, uh-uh, no, 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 devil. I was received. I got this. This is what God says, and I'm going to take hold of it. I don't care what symptoms there is. You know, when, in 2016, when, when Guy came and called out migraine headaches and, and Pamela came down before we were married. It came down. He laid hands on her. She just plopped on the floor. And uh, before that, she had, you know, multitudes and multitudes going to the hospital monthly. And, and she was healed. But the next day after that, what she done, and she's shared her testimony. The next day, she had the worst migraine she's ever had. And all she, you know, but she had enough sense to know, you know what? Devil, I ain't going to the hospital. I had to, I'm healed. I got healed last night. And she's never had another migraine headache. So that's, that's you know, six years ago. That's, that's really good if you've had a migraine every month for a long time, and now you don't have one for six years. You know, it's, it's the thing of taking hold of the word of God that the devil always comes back with a counter attack. He always tries to come in and get us to doubt. And that's what it's talking about, getting your faith shipwrecked, is because we put away faith. You can't put away faith. Amen? You can't put it away. We got to take hold of it. We got to walk in the light of it. And we got to receive the benefit of it. Glory to God. And we got to think and speak in line with the word of God. See, because it's right thinking, it's right believing, and it's right speaking 
that causes life to flow. It changes everything about us. Amen? And you're the one that cultivates the seed because you're God's garden. So listen, you can continue to... The, the, the same presence, the same power, the same Holy Spirit, hallelujah, the same anointing that was there is still in you because the same spirit that it was in Christ Jesus that raised him up from the dead lives and dwells on the inside of us. And if you're difficulty speaking in tongues or difficulty believing what took place, all you got to do is take hold of the word of God because it's receiving that by faith. People say, well, what good is it when you understand the power of it, you understand the present, and you understand how wonderful it is to be able to pray, hallelujah, without your mind being involved. It's so much more better, hallelujah, get you out of the way, and then you get to allow God to be God, and God, God can do things supernaturally, Amen. And we'll help you, we'll work with you, whatever we need to do. But what you need to know is, listen, we're not going to let the fire go out. We're going to keep the fire burning. We're going to keep the fanning the flames. We're going to let God be God in our lives. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. You alone are worthy. I have so much more. I have so much, but I can't get into that because then it'll go longer. Hallelujah. But Lord, thank you. Thank you for Harvest Bible Church. Thank you for the ground that Harvest Bible Church has. Thank you for the freedom that we have here. That you feel comfortable to come and to speak and to share and to talk and just just to bring forth truth to us. Thank you for these incredible folks that are such great soil. Such great soil. Oh, they are. Oh, that's rich. The richness of this soil produces a life. It produces crops. It produces people that rise up to do great exploits for God. Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you that you've called us to do these things, to see into your realm and to cause us to move forward. Because as the church, we're going to be brighter and brighter and brighter. We're not going to go backwards. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep going in the direction that God has for us. Lord, our hearts cry is that people be born into the kingdom of God. That's our heart. And to know, have a no-so salvation, which simply means they know that if they died today, they have a heavenly home. And as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, if there's anyone here, under the sound of my voice that needs Jesus Christ to be the Lord of their life. Or if you're here and you just need to rededicate, you need to come back to God. You're not living the way you should live. Hallelujah. Or you're not sure. God wants you to be sure. You can know. You can be sure. You can have faith because of what the Word of God says. You have to be born again. Jesus said you must be born again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So if you're here and you need Jesus, just raise your hand or any one of those three invitations so I can pray with you. I love you. And if you're watching, that's get born again is just calling upon the name of the Lord, believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth. Hallelujah. That Jesus Christ is Lord and trusting him. And now, Lord, as I pray for Harvest Bible Church this morning, Father, there were so many words and so many things and so many healings and everyone being touched. But Father, also, I didn't get a chance to share about this, but what if you didn't get, you were here and nothing, and well, I didn't get spoken, I didn't get to, you know, 
Father, that we understand, hallelujah, that means that we already have our supply. And it, may, it, mean, it also means that you trust us enough to know that we can receive just from you, that we can receive on our own faith, that we can receive all that you have, that we were brought a supply of the Spirit for others. We brought a supply of the Spirit to help others. Hallelujah. And I know our rewards are great in heaven because of our supply. It's because it opened the window for them to be touched. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for it now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. And Lord, I, I just, in my heart, we're going to go from faith to faith, from strength to strength, and from glory to glory. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep rising higher and higher. Hallelujah. In what you have for us. Harvest Bible Church is never going backwards. It's always going forward. We're going to continue. We're going to allow, and Father, you're going to cause increase. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And by the prophecies that have been said, we are going to war a good warfare. Hallelujah. We're going to speak truth. We're going to speak the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to believe the word of the Lord. And it shall come to pass. Because it's burning on the inside of us. It's making a difference on the inside of us. And we're going to walk out the change. We're going to walk out the change. The anointing has come. The presence of God has come. And now we get to walk it out to see it come to pass in our lives. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.